0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to Who Are You Dressing For? With me, your host, Kyle Duvall. Today's guest is single-handedly changing beauty standards with her forward thinking and fresh take on what beauty is. She's a style icon in her own right and a very, very important voice of our generation. Please welcome Sophia Hadjipateli to the show. Welcome to this episode of Who Are You Dressing For? Today on the show, I have Sophia Hadjipateli.
1: Hi, there. Thanks so
0: much for coming in. Thanks for You look me. stunning. Thanks. What are you wearing today?
1: What am I wearing? I'm wearing Gautier Heaven Marc Jacobs, a little reworked vintage jacket and a tits for brain top that I just spilled coffee. Love
0: that, love that. It's so weird for me to see your tits covered up, to be honest. Usually they're out in all their glory.
1: giving a little bit of (laughs) modesty.
0: You don't know the meaning of the word. So on Who Are You Dressing For? We do this thing where we go through five pictures of you throughout, should we say, your fashion evolution so far. And we talk through the moment, the emotions, and what that moment meant to you. Okay. So I'm going to start with little Sophia oh my
1: god love her you know i'm actually wearing those earrings today like i i still wear those earrings those are the first because you know i'm like a hoop whore i love hoops
0: the bigger the hoop always the the bigger the the whore
1: the bigger the whore (laughs) and i wear those all the time and i remember like my mom used to always see me push my hair behind my ears because I always wanted to show them off. And so she cut my hair like that so that oh, I could show them off more. You're giving a
0: little Edie moment. I tell you. And also I love that Veronica is in full existence. I mean,
1: honey, Veronica was always there. It's so funny because when I was little and I was obviously really, really blonde, she was still there, but she was like lighter. So
0: people that don't know, who is Veronica?
1: Veronica is my unibrow. And the reason I named her Veronica with a K, not C-A by the way, it's because I felt like people were just really making such a big deal out of nothing and I was like, I feel like she's just got her whole career at this point. And if she's like so peculiar and weird, like she might as well have like her name spelled weird. And I think Veronica's like a bitchy name.
0: I love it, you know, yeah I like love like it. Veronica. I remember you sent me the funniest video and it was you at home playing with those fucking Harry Potter wands. And literally like you try and light a cigarette with it. A cigarette with it. Oh my like God. the ones that spark actually yeah. will fire it. And you literally in the background being like, oh my God, is my unit? No, my is my eyebrow still there? Is my <laughs> eyebrow still there? Oh literally, I found these things on TikTok
1: that like shoot fire. They're like wands. And I was playing with them at my house, like at the middle of the night with my boyfriend. And I was trying to fix it and it just shot up in my face fire and i swear to god i thought that my eyebrows were there I was like, i've just ended my career for this harry potter one but it's kind of everything
0: i remember you be like trying to get me to buy one and i was like bitch i'm not buying that oh, harry please. potter shit
1: Let's not, let's not lie. You're literally the one who has said to me, babe, where can I get this? Like, <laughs> I actually want one. So, good
0: luck. So you were born May the 25th. Yes. You're a Gemini. I am a
1: Gemini,
0: honey. i the only Gemini that I like, to oh, be honest.
1: But you're Sagittarius, so we're naturally supposed to get along.
0: Yeah, except but female Geminis. Okay, love that. Well, I'm Male dating- Geminis are... Tell me. Twisted in the head. They are. They are. My
1: boyfriend's a Gemini.
0: Yes. Is he twisted in the head?
1: I don't think anyone can be more twisted in the head than I can. So <laughs> I actually don't know if I could say he's twisted in the head. If anything, I think he's pretty like calm and centered. I think I'm the drama. But I'm always the drama.
0: You so. are the drama. the drama. Am I the drama? My drama? the drama. <laughs> so talk to me about childhood. What was it like? What was it like growing up?
1: So I grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, which is like a small town. It's like a bit conservative. So like a lot of like wealthier people that kind of, it's like a big sailing community and stuff like that. And for me growing up with like a refugee, like foreign dad who did not speak English and a mom who was also like, came from London where she worked in fashion and stuff like that. Was that.
0: from? So yeah. my
1: dad is Greek Cypriot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's fresh off the boats from Cyprus. And my mom is fresh off the plane from London, from South Ace, from Peckham baby. And um, so my mom like moved to America feeling very like alone because she literally moved to America to like marry my dad. And um, they had me and my brother. My brother's a year older than me. And for me in school, I was always the weird kid. Either because I had like a dad who didn't speak English or because like my mom loved dressing me up in like really interesting outfits and stuff. And then obviously I ended up finding my own styles so of like that as I like maybe became like twelve or eleven, I started dressing myself. And then um, obviously all the kids in school used to take the piss out of me, not for my eyebrows actually. It was literally for my outfits because I almost think there was more to make fun of for my outfits because I used to wear some really wild things. Like I look back on that sometimes and I find it really funny. Like I would insist on going to school, like when it was gym class day. I wouldn't mind wearing like the gym shorts, but I would like tie up the top really short and I'd always wear heels. Like I'd take my mom's little alaya heels and I'd wear them. Are we talking them.
0: hell heels or like kitten heels?
1: No babe, like bitchy stiletto heels. Flat-formed. Like the pig all type. Oh vibe. my God, I love, always. love. Always. And I just thought it like made my legs look nicer and I'd always just, I'd take an L for the day anyway but school was really difficult for me. Um, I was bullied a lot, but then as I grew up in such a small place, I knew I wanted to leave it. So I always feel like people who come from a small place, it's just so much nicer when you finally do things for yourself because it's more like I did it for younger me. But um, yeah, so for childhood for me, it was like a bit rough, but I do think that because my parents also felt like outsiders when they came to that country, it was like we all kind of bonded and got each other through it in a way.
0: Do you find that being bullied because of your style, or do you think that had any effects on you in the sense of like how you did dress? Did you oh, change yeah. it? Oh
1: never. That's the thing I always say to people. I think I've developed like a stubbornness. Like I feel like you're kind of like this too. Like one, if you like the look, that's the look. Like for I remember sure. even when we're getting ready for like gotier, I'm like bringing you options. I feel like it would look nice for you and we're like, trying on things for like the shoot or whatever. I'm like, God, I need to wear this. No, I like my look. No, I like my look. <laughs> this is it, I'm so it, I'm so it.
0: I'm done, babe. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm like that too. Like if I like my look, I swear no one can tell me otherwise.
0: This is it. Yeah,
1: and also I think it was even more like, why would someone who's such a bad person influence mm. me? Right. So I think it kind of made me become even more, I paid more attention to people's souls than the way they looked right. and how they treated people because I would appreciate criticism from someone who was a nice person. Mm. But if someone was like a bad person, them bullying me, that's not gonna affect that's me at all. That's
0: just jealousy, it's yeah. a reflection of how they feel exactly. about themselves on the inside. Yeah, because you can be yourself and that shines through. Yeah, And the fact that they can't be and they're running around like sheep and like little lamb and or like in a desperate hope to like be liked, mm-hmm. like that shows.
1: Like we were even saying earlier, like in this industry now as well, like, I mean, you've been in this industry far longer than I have, but I have- Are you calling me old? No babe, I'm I'm (laughs) calling you like a legend. Like, you know, I I vintage babes. But basically like, you know, these people, they're gonna come and go. Like I've seen so many people who were like at the pinnacle of their career that I remember I used to like look up to. And after I met them, I was like, oh, they're actually not that nice. And I remember Mm. looking at their stuff and being like, ugh, I kind of hate that they're like still in fashion. And then eventually they stopped being in fashion.
0: But that's one of the things I think, to be honest, that I love about you so much is that you treat every single the same as me. You treat every single person, no matter what walk of life, no matter who they are, exactly the same. Yeah, And I think that's so important in this life. Yeah,
1: especially because you just don't know what people are dealing with. Like you just don't know what they're dealing with, but also what they've had to overcome to even get to that point. Do you remember that one time when we were in Paris Mm. and I hated my outfit? You, You came to my room and you styled me. I hated my outfit, felt so insecure. But it wasn't because of what you chose for me. It was because I'd eaten all of these like fries and champagne that we felt. Which so was funny. all in
0: your head, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was all in my head. But you focused on it and obviously with your ADHD, yes. it just is ten times multiplied. Yes,
1: exactly. And it took me so much willpower to just leave the room because obviously I was there to get paid to go to this event. Like I had to go, mm-hmm. even though I felt like like shit. And it literally you just don't know what someone could have been dealing with like an hour or something like that before and i feel like you probably even saw like firsthand like i literally like broke yeah, down in tears, tears. Yeah, it was like horrible. you literally said like it wasn't even like a bad comment at all because you've literally said far worse to me and I'm you know, like <laughs> oh baby girl but like i literally started i broke down but like i now like i find that so important though just to not to tread on eggshells but just to be like Listen, if you're, what you're gonna say is gonna affect someone so bad, like no, keep
0: true. it to yourself. It's true, you know? it's very true. So since we're all still on the topic of your parents and stuff, yeah. let's talk about mum, because oh, I God. adore Maritza. Maritza. I adore Maritza, she sh- is a fucking G. The like, Duchess of Pekka. She really is. The first time I met her was at that Browns event, mm-hmm. And I just wasn't expecting it. And you're like, "This is my mom," and I'm expecting someone to be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Oh, like, no. I'm Sophia's mom, and she was like, "All right, darling. You oh, you are, look gorgeous. You're right, You're right,
1: sweetie." And then, like, throughout the whole night, she's like, "Oh, Sophia, I'm feeling a bit nervous. Where's Kyle? Where's Kyle?" And then I literally, on in the car ride home, you're literally gonna crack up because I just don't even think I told you this. She loves taking pictures of just everyone she sees that she thinks are so cool, like creepy vibes. And um, in the car, there was, you were upstairs filming something of like from the merch or whatever. And there were all of these pictures that my mom was taking of you. She was following you around. And I was like, uh... mama, why were you literally up Kyle's ass all night? She's like, oh no, stop it. Do you think you like me? (laughs) Honestly, I think that like people... Who were raised by like doesn't even have to be like, you know, their blood family, it could be like their chosen family. Mm-hmm. If you're raised and surrounded by people who are like that bitch, I feel like you'll just naturally become
0: that for bitch. sure. So your relationship was so admirable. Like honestly, I'm in awe of your relationship with your mom. Is she a big support yeah. to you? Is it support? System. Honestly,
1: like if it was not for my mom, like because obviously my dad came from like a village. So his idea of success is working for someone and having a salary. And um, he's like literally an accountant, right? And his whole thing is you have to go to school, you have to go to university, you have to get your degrees, you have to apply for a job and you have to whatever, and then you live your whole life working for someone else. Which
0: from his generation back in the day, it was like that. It had to be like that.
1: Exactly. And my mom literally, council flat in Peckham, took the bus every single day from when she was 16 to when she was 30. Worked in the toy department at Harrods, worked her way up to Suede and Leather Buyer in like Harrods and like, she was like that bit, like that girl, mm. and she, she still is that girl. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but she like kind of taught me that like you could come from like nothing and you are able to make it for yourself. You do not have to work for people your whole life. Mm-hmm. And when she married my dad, she moved to the states and she like willingly sacrificed her whole career, and because she wanted a family. In her like eyes, she's like, I need to have kids, and I, to have kids, I need to marry this guy, I need to whatever. And she's just always said to me. Like, just go for it, you need to just go for it. And my dad always wanted me to be like an accountant or do something like in marketing or whatever. And my mom was like, Yanagi, you need to just let her do it, all right? Like, she's got her degree, that's enough. If it doesn't work out, she can fall back on it. But she needs to just go for it. And literally the day after I graduated, honey, I was in London working.
0: Let's show you another picture. Moving on. What's this? Oh my god! How old is this, Sophia? That
1: is like seventeen. You want to describe Sophia? the picture to me? Okay. So I am wearing a pair of Unif boots. I actually still love. Wilford tights. I stole from my mom. Vintage mini skirt. Hendrix. No, Beatles top. Took from my brother. And this little bandana here. Mario Testino gave me on my first shoot. And then this little leather jacket. I stole from this boy I was dating.
0: So you were living in London at this point. I was
1: living in New York. Okay. That is the most iconic vintage store. If you like live in New York, you have to go. It's called Search and Destroy. Okay. It is the coolest vintage shop ever. It's I like so up and down. In That's. New York. A, I've never been to that. That's one. a really good one. Search and Destroy, though, is like my go-to. Me and my friends, I used to always like after a shoot, I would spend all the money I got paid on a like jacket so or something. So not much has changed then. Yeah, babe. Literally, that is me. <laughs> as soon as I get a bit of money in my account, ching, done, gone.
0: <laughs> but what was it like then? Like, what was Sophia what like? What was then? it
1: like? She was so unsure of herself. She was still in her era where she thought she had to be thin to make it in fashion because people were considering me like a model. I was quite, already then I was well known, but I hadn't moved to London yet. So my career didn't take off really, I guess you could say fully in fashion, like being with like a modeling agency and stuff like that until I signed to my agency in London. And um, basically this was still like the era where like Harper's Bazaar and Vogue and stuff like that were still calling me like the unibrow model, like the model of like, whatever, who's like changing beauty standards, stuff like that. And my eyes modeling, people were still super thin. And I thought, shit, I need to be super skinny. Because if I go to London, and they see me, they're not going to want me. Because yeah, I've got a unibrow. But like, I'm not I'm, I'm also extremely short. So like I just always thought... all I good things reason. come in small
0: packages, honey. I mean, within reason. Within I think. reason. Sometimes <laughs> you mean,
1: like, what is it like? Not what?
0: penises. <laughs>
1: what is it? It's not. It's not the size of the thing. It's how.
0: It's not about the size of the boat. It's about the motion in the ocean. That's
1: it. That's exactly what I'm saying. But yeah, basically like that. She was very unsure of herself, but she was so like unhinged. So were
0: these the stuff. times that you were working with Hugo Boss and guests?
1: So this is when I just done my biggest guest campaign. Okay. It was when I basically was the face of their guest revival campaign so what they did is if you don't know Guess is like a huge archive of mm. like one of every single pair of jeans that they've ever made and I think it's in like upstate New York and they selected me to be like the new guest girl I guess of like that kind of up era. there with the
0: icons honey yeah I mean it was actually Anna really Nicole. cool it was a
1: vibe honestly it was really cool and like that was this era but also like this is when like Italian Vogue started like non-stop posting me and like a lot of like really amazing photographers like wanted to work with me like Nick Knight and Derek Richards, I love Derek. I actually met Derek like probably a week before this. Derek Richards is like a really great punk photographer and he flew to my small town because basically I was living part time in New York, part time in DC. So what I would do is a week on, I would be at school university and then a week off I would be in New York, like okay. living at my, I call her my fairy godmother's apartment in um, New York. and he came to um, DC to shoot me for a magazine, which was really cool. And yeah, so there was that. And yeah, I think there's two big cocks in the back of that picture, which I
0: kind of live for. Wonderful. So you said you, had, you felt like you had to be skinny. How were you, do, what were you doing to achieve that?
1: I just wasn't eating. Wow. I feel like, you know, when you're in a really weird space, you're really nervous all the time. I guess you could just say I just wasn't happy. Mm. And I was just trying to figure out where I fit. And a lot of the models seen in New York, there was very thin models. And there were a lot of my friends as well who were super thin. Mm. And um, yeah, they- But
0: you were never gonna fit into those boxes. I was never gonna fit are in those boxes. in a box of your own.
1: Like when, even at my skinniest, I'm still never gonna fit into the samples because I'll be too small or my boobs will be too big or something.
0: Thank God your boobs are too I big, you glorious glorious. Sorry,
1: I've got just big boobs and a tiny waist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's move on to this picture. What's going on in this one?
1: I don't remember what show that was. I think it was like, maybe like Mark Fast or something. It's not like an iconic show or anything with peace and love, love Mark fast But like, if this was my first London Fashion Week show that I'd done since moving to London. The
0: hair's got blonde in it at this it, point.
1: Yes, I had like a little money piece before
0: money pieces were even a thing. I think
1: it was like two years before money pieces became even cool. And um, I had no idea what to wear. It's is that be- what they're called,
0: money pieces? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I did the Bowie Streaks.
1: Is that what they're called? Well, I don't know. I, I, just, I like that. money
0: pieces, though.
1: I mean, honestly, this outfit. What I are you s- wearing? Because still-
0: everything. The
1: reason is, I love, the reason I love this outfit, I'll tell you why. Because no PRs wanted to dress me for this show. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't even, like, a major show, right? But, like, I wasn't in with any PRs in London. No PRs in London even respected me. Even though I was, like, all over, like, and look at you
0: now honey. yeah
1: and i wore this outfit which is like a top i got vintage from search destroy this like old dior bra this skirt that i literally got for free from like this kilo shop that you literally just pick and
0: weigh shit and it's I love those places. real patent
1: leather and everything as well
0: how did you feel at this moment in time? So you're living in london here right
1: yeah i felt really like this was the first Getty image shot, right? Like that. That I, was your first. Ever no, one up. it wasn't. But like, it was my first London. That you liked. One. Yeah. No one knew who I was. No one, whatever. And thank God, Dave Bennett like liked me enough to shoot me.
0: This is the thing about Dave. I love Dave, right? Yeah, because I too. literally, I remember before I was even in the industry in the way that I am now, and when I was just assisting and being like this little stylist in the background. He'd always grab me and be like, Carl, you look amazing. Let me take a picture of you. You're going to be a star. You're going to mm. be a star. I'd always say that to me.
1: He's like that, though. He he just looks for the people who look cool. I think you're, you're definitely the same way, I think, that like I am. When, like, if I'm getting ready for an event and I want to be shot, I'm not going to be in some basic shit. No way. I'm going to be in, like, a full look. Right.
0: But, it has like, to be. Do
1: you find that when you're going to events now, you feel like there's more pressure to, like, kind of, uh, like outdo yourself every time. One
0: hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like difficult. I feel like now, especially if I'm doing a carpet. God forbid, I'll never do my own makeup. Really? Not saying that I'm not good at it because I am. Yeah. Number one, it just takes me forever yeah. because I'm such a perfectionist. And then I just got to the conclusion that I was like, do you know what? I'm good at this and I'm great at this. Let me hire someone that's just super talented at their craft. Yeah. I know what you're like, because you're like, no one could do my makeup better than me. Have he. you ever
1: had like a makeup artist though, do your makeup and then you get on the carpet and you're like,
0: of course. oh,
1: I just wish I did it of myself. Of course.
0: I've noticed it's mainly just like lashes. If they put the wrong lash on me, I can look like my eyes look so heavy yeah. and just not nice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But you have to have those moments with people to realize what's good for you and what's not
1: yeah it's true i mean i kind of love that you have like your own team now actually
0: babe i built that shit up honey i had to so
1: how long have you been in this industry i mean i know it's such a like i hate when people say how long you've been in this industry like- so
0: like working working in this industry 10 years mm-hmm. focusing on myself yeah as a brand Ky- like kyle devol you know follow me on instagram Tough. at kyle um five that's about that's five right. years
1: do you think it was easier when you were devoting more attention to other people or than to yourself?
0: Um, to be honest, I think it's easier now being myself. Like when I first came into the industry, obviously I was signed to an agent, uh, modern, a huge modeling agency, mm. and they had their own vision of me. Mm. A part of me, like for a moment in time, was like, "Fuck, maybe if I just stuck with that, like I'd be a lot further than I am now." But it just didn't sit right with me. Yeah, you know, because I am a feminine man. And don't get me wrong, I know I look good when I'm masculine, I know that, but yeah. it's not me. Yeah, It's not me. And they were trying to push me as that. That was their narrative for me. So...
1: It's so bizarre now, though, that like, those same agencies are booking drag queens for, for being sure. drag queens. For and sure. like, when you were doing it, they were trying
0: to put you in a box. 100%. So 100%. Bizarre. What do you... What I was going to just flip the question quickly, because yeah. I'm just staring at Veronica. Mm. I was saying, what do you... How do you handle... Because I know that obviously you get a lot of backlash for mm. having a unibrow. What, how do you handle that?
1: When it's me walking down the street on my own, I literally could care less. I don't even notice, my brother says all the time, Sophia, it's so funny to me how you just don't even notice people staring at you. I just don't notice it. But You're I,
0: like, bitch, I'm famous, I'm i used I, to I it. think that I'm just so in
1: my head about where I need to go or whatever, like not, whatever, tripping up and giving these people like a freaking reason to take a piss out of me or something like that, but like I find that when I'm around people who I feel like aren't secure in themselves, Mm -hmm. I worry for them because I know that they are not as strong as me Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to be uncomfortable because of me. And even though I can take, I've always been like that though, Like I will take the brunt of it for someone else. Like, because I just don't want, because I know that, I know for a fact, most people in our generation and era and stuff like that, oh God, they could not walk a mile in my shoes Mm -hmm. or wear my outfit for 10 minutes without feeling insecure. For sure. And like, I just feel like this skin that I've developed, it's because of the bullying. And when I say bullying, it was like ruthless when I was a kid. And like... They, Kids
0: can be really fucking mean. They
1: were so horrible, but also like, it's... The the skin I have is so thick that like, sometimes I can't even like, tell myself, you look good. If I know that I don't like my outfit or I don't look good, I cannot get like I cannot penetrate that layer that's like I know what's going on and this is what's happening I do find that like now as well like there's so many people that kind of come on the scene and they're like oh I want to be like quirky and whatever I want to be
0: different
1: I want to be different for like because this is what's trendy or like this is cool and stuff like that and like I'm sure you know this as well like so many people want to be like out and proud until they have to be out and proud solo Sure. And like, it's easy, I've always said this, it's so easy to walk down the road with a big group of like-minded individuals mm-hmm. and just not even think about the bullying or mm-hmm. the people
0: who are staring at you.
1: But damn. Yeah, because we
0: literally live in our bubble, yeah. right? In the UK, because we surround ourselves with like-minded people that are in the same industry, yeah. that are different and quirky. But it's like, if you head out of, I don't know, even if you just head to like South London, yeah. like you realize that, wow, like, no, I am really different. And
1: imagine doing that on your own.
0: Yeah i mean like, i do yeah constantly. that's
1: exactly the thing like i do like it does kind of like when sometimes i see people like i met this one girl actually funny enough i knew her from online she had a load of freckles and one of my best friends Maeva. she's like actually got like a skin disease from like um medication she took that gave her super big hyperpigmentation mm. And she's I've like she's heard it all in the book. She literally could go out to get coffee with me. And she's French, and like some French people with peace and love love the, love French people, Baba, but they're a bit rude. <laughs> and he and there was like this guy who said, Oh, it looks like someone threw coffee on your face. Like, you sure you didn't spill it on your face? And this girl, like, she doesn't care. She she owns it. But I saw another girl online who had a very similar thing, and I knew that was henna put on her face. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Whatever. She might be likes the vibe. Then I saw her in person. And the concealer and the covering up she had of it when she was just out going to do a grocery shop in central London. I was like. That was all performative. Exactly. And I just found that like, babe, don't try and be something that you're not online for. But I feel the
0: same way about the gays that are running around on Instagram in heels. And it's like, yeah, we'll put them on and walk down the street then. Because that's what we need. Amen. You have to be the change. That's so true. To make the change. Do you know what I mean? Normalize it. 100 percent don't just
1: like it's almost a selfish thing wouldn't you say like they're selfishly doing it just for their own brand yeah but then and for clicks they don't want other people to do
0: it either Mm. and we're never going to get there if that's the mentality that everyone has mm -hmm. do you realize the like social impact that you have in the sense of like how many young people you inspire just by being yourself on a daily basis do you think i know so that's how I, i know do you know so
1: i actually like i just feel like sometimes whenever Whenever people say that, I, I don't know why I get really uncomfortable with that. Because it's like, I never did this to inspire anyone. Because most of those people who maybe I'm inspiring now, you know, with peace and love, probably were taking the piss out of me. Of course. When I was doing this like five years ago. Babe,
0: all the straight boys are running around now oh, with babe. like the crop tops and their nails painted. I and I'm know. like, I mean, I'm all for it babe. because yeah. it normalizes like, ev- like everything for everyone else. Mm. But I'm like, hmm. I see you.
1: I mean, honestly, those people in my eyes, like they're gonna come and go. For sure. I've always said this, anyone can have eyebrows like mine. Anyone could have like super. I mean,
0: babe, if I let my eyebrows go, out, if I my, yeah. eyebrows, I see my eyebrow go say around every eight you've got days. You've
1: such good eyebrows. Thank you, I really keep you. staring at but them. But I would
0: have your eyebrow if I, I didn't mean, um, babe, wax them.
1: I kind of love that, babe. Would you have my eyebrow though? Would I you would. Have, would you have the vibe? I mean, if
0: you didn't already own the look, babe, I would have coined that. Oh my god. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's actually funny because people say like, um, you know anyone could look like you and be famous. I'm like, I'm sure people have said that to you. Like anyone can have the same style as you. Anyone could, like basically someone could copy your outfit verbatim mm. and they think that they have like your look. Their but self. no one can be in my head. No one knows what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. Like I initially wanted, when I, when I decided to dye my hair orange, I wanted to dye my eyebrows ginger as well. I decided not to because I had to do like this campaign. They wouldn't let me. But like that was, that was the next step for me. And like, as soon as someone, everyone started dyeing their hair jet black, because it was like a goth thing, like, you know, like that model, Gabrielle, she's side to her hair jet black, looks great. She's got the little
0: like thin eyebrows, right, yeah.
1: Looks great, whatever. But like, as soon as I started seeing it online, I was like, yeah, I can't move right now. Mm. Because it's sort of like- When it hits the mass, you're over it. But most like influential people, they're not looking at what other people are doing. No, they're not. They're just doing it.
0: So funny, because the next question I was about to ask you is (laughs) where do you draw your inspirations from?
1: Oh my God, Billy Idol.
0: Billy Idol. I've
1: always loved Billy Idol, and I'll tell you why I've loved him. Because he is the most consistent like muse for me since I was like 13, and I don't know why. I think like, I obviously my mom's a suede leather buyer, mm. so I wore a lot of leather growing up. Like a lot of leather. When I say a lot of leather, I w- used to wear like leather like boiler suits to class. Like Love. I used to wear like um, leather bandanas. Like. It was, it was a full moment. And this is like good shit, too. This is like old, like old, like pure Balmain things as mm. well, like the old good stuff. That was like my mom's.
0: Expensive stuff. That's yeah. why I think was like mass produced and crap.
1: Mm-hmm. And basically, I just used to think this guy gets it. Like he just gets it. And it's not his style specifically. It's just the vibe. Like I just think he was so hot because he just was not like anyone else. And I love the
0: 80s. That's why I love Bowie. Yeah. Just like Lou, originates. I love Bowie.
1: Yeah. I do feel like, I mean, you're probably, I mean, you, you might understand where I'm coming from with this. Like, I've heard this from so many people because obviously a lot of people in London, when I moved here, they're like, Oh my God, you know, Kyle. I'm like, I love Kyle. Like everyone knows you here. Everyone. Like the impact that you've made in London for me, it's far beyond the way you look. It's, people love you here. And I know why you're still in this industry and you're still thriving. It's because every single person I've ever met has nothing but amazing things to say about you. I've always said this, you're like my safe person. And like, I do feel like you are literally like the Bowie of our era. And and it's not even like a visual thing. Just even him dating like Amon and like being married to her and stuff. That was a bit quirky back in the day to have like a mixed race. You know, marriage and stuff like that, and for him to be so obsessed with her, mm. and to still be so in his own lane and still doing what he wanted, and has so and has as well. Yes, exactly. And like every person I've ever met has always said that he was such a nice guy. Like Derek used to say it to me all the time. Like I was, I remember used to ask him, "What's your favorite person you've ever shot?" Probably David Bowie, because I just remember him being so kind to me, and like there's so many people that you work with in this industry and there's so many people you forget Mm -hmm. and like i do feel like you're gonna go down as like one of them i I, I genuinely believe that honestly like i i do say it like because you know i'll be honest i know you'll be honest with me you'll tell (laughs) me when i look like
0: always say (laughs) to you you're my little sister and i feel like such a responsibility over you sometimes Because especially like I know that obviously so many of my friends like you, Ola, yeah. like you've all suffered from ADHD yeah. and like you've all helped me kind of understand it more. So let's like touch yeah. base a bit more on that. Like yeah. how is it living with ADHD, especially um, being in this hustle and bustle of such a fast industry? Yeah,
1: like growing up with ADHD, it was so difficult for me because I just I couldn't focus on anything because I was always in my head. So I I have I like kind of suffer with um, like it's my doctor says it all the time. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's like a hybrid of anxiety and adhd so it's my anxiety is driven by how quickly my thoughts go so i get anxious because i'm trying to think about what i'm thinking about but i'm nervous that i'm gonna forget it and move to the next thing and because this is such a hustle and bustle industry like it's so hard to just focus on what I need to be doing and focus on me sometimes. Because sometimes people say like, you need to just like focus on yourself in this industry. Like you're not going to get anywhere by looking at what, any, what anyone else is doing. Obviously, that's so true. But because of my ADHD, like I can't help but be distracted by everyone else and what everything else is going on and stuff like that. And sometimes it feeds into my insecurity. I'm like, well, shit. Why am I not doing that? Mm. Why did I say no to that? Damn mm. it! I should have gone. Then I'm like thinking about everything in my life. Yeah, you
0: beat yourself up a lot. I
1: do. But I think it's because everything I do, it's literally for that 17 year old me, that girl who's so scared and unsure of herself. Like she just, I do it for her to show her that like it was worth it. It's not like, it wasn't in vain. You were struggling, but you were struggling. It wasn't for nothing. Mm. And like, I, I wanna almost like show her that like it worked out.
0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Talking about killing it, let me nice show you that. the next look. Because this is actually probably one of my favorites. And the fact that I the reason love I love it one. so much is because you threw it together in like two minutes.
1: Do you remember the day, that day before? Do you remember
0: oh, that gosh. night before? I do. Uh, wait, so we. So let's just say everyone, for everyone that's listening. Yeah, yeah. So you are wearing a Jean paul Gaultier look.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Which is like a white tall skirt yeah. with like a denim uh, waistband, yeah. which looks like jeans. Uh, body Illusion bra. That's basically mm-hmm. a massive pair of tits of nipples. Asian provocateur, a little crystal
1: thing. And then the an
0: Asian provocateur crystal, what's that, like a harness? Yeah. And then you have the sickest hairstyle, which is like a chignon. Bun Didn't I bits.
1: do it? I did that. You did like yourself? I so they on the shoot that day, they did the pony.
0: Okay, I remember. And I didn't want to
1: repeat the pony. So when I was getting like individual lashes put on, when you were getting your makeup done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just twisting it up and
0: Oh my god, she worked, she was sitting next to me. Yeah. That day was wild. Yeah. That day was wild. I almost
1: didn't go to this party. Wow!
0: Oh my God, yeah, because you were stressed out from the shoot as well, right?
1: And because I saw something like my ex-boyfriend did and I started like crying.
0: Oh my God, I can't remember. I was, And I
1: remember Kyle literally pulls me into the corner, just deleted the message, didn't even let me open it because I was messaging with like his mom back and forth. And like, you delete it, you're like, you're not even gonna read this. You're here to have a good time. You are a fucking goatee, bitch and that's it I love and you, you, you literally action. looked at me and you were like you're not gonna be upset look at me you're not gonna cry you're not gonna cry you're not gonna be you upset. still did, I, did. Like, <laughs> I always cry i swear to god it's
0: great though being in touch of your emotions like that not when i wish i cried more no definitely no you don't and that's what i said to you i remember being like don't ruin your makeup just, your makeup i'm always messing it up before this specific scandal party but like i don't think i've ever seen have i ever seen you cry no Cause I literally, it takes a lot for me to cry. Like I cry whenever I go to therapy, like every two weeks, Mm -hmm. I definitely always cry in therapy. I'm not there yet where I don't, but yeah, no, I went like two years about crying at one point. Like crying for me growing up was seen as a weakness. Really? Yeah, a weakness of emotion. Where do you think that came from? Just kind of living, growing up in, cause I grew up on a council estate in Lebrook Grove and like, you know, that's just so full of toxic masculinity. And it was like, like boys don't cry. You know, mm. so I was just constantly told, like, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy. And that's why I think I'm so, like, fuck you to slight, you know, when it comes to gender fluid dressing. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm a boy, but I'm a feminine one well, man. I'm a man. Yeah. Um, but I'm a feminine man. And mm. that's also a thing, too. yeah Do you know what I mean?
1: But it's sort of like that Prince thing when they say, like, he could outdress you and your girlfriend. 100%. And it's sort of just like, babe, listen. The shoe If alone, I wanted to be in your lane and do what you're doing. I could do it. Right. But it's sort of like you've got that, you're holding on to that control of like, it's like you've got control over your own life that it's, you're not letting them make you go into that lane. Mm-hmm. You're able to go into either one whenever you want. I find that fashion just has their strict molds. And if you don't fit one, you don't really fit any of them.
0: But I feel like you're changing that, like, especially when it comes to like beauty standards. Yeah. Like, me and you made a joke the other day about a certain. <laughs> person because you've always been so open about your surgeries oh yeah like you don't deny anything like you know like the rest some of us (laughs) Mm -hmm. well I
1: feel like I should probably say like actually this is the first time I've ever said anything I've had my boobs done like three times the reason I got my boobs done was because I had a really bad cancer scare and it left I didn't know that yeah and so when I basically over COVID I really wanted to get my boobs done with my best friend Alexa because my weight fluctuates so much that I just didn't have any like meat left in my boobs. Android. Yeah, Android. and I just wanted to get them done. Like, I mean, I'm so open about it, like who cares? And um, obviously, you know, I wear fake nails, I sometimes fake tan, like hair extensions, like and my lips are done, like, what, Like I don't need to pretend. Like, I am who I am. If you, ident- if you identify as someone who doesn't want to do that, fine, I don't care, mm. that's not my problem, it just as this isn't yours. And basically when I wanted to get my boobs done, I went to my doctor and I had to have like a mammogram and they were like, oh my God, this is actually really good that you've come in because uh, we need to take like a piece out because this is not benign, like we need to do it. And it left one of them like super misshapen. Mm-hmm. So I had to get it redone, like it just wasn't cute. I didn't I didn't want to get it done like- it's turning a, dark- like a-,
0: a darkness into a light mode. Yeah,
1: and I got my boobs done because of that. And then I had all these problems with it. In hindsight, I kind of wish I could say I never got them done, but I also, I'm thankful I did. But they're a great it, set of tears. But also if I didn't, I would have been literally living with something in my body. And I, to be honest, they're so tiny. I probably would have never gotten a damn mammogram mm. or whatever. Mm. And I probably would have never found out that like what I had could have potentially metastasized breast cancer or something. Sure. And like, you know what? I'm insecure about the scars on my boobs, but also like I've that lived- That are
0: non-existent, by the way. Oh
1: my God, stop it. They're actually really bad, but it's fine because I've, lived my you whole life you showed me
0: them when we were in ishkia they're I like know. so light like you can't even see them but i get it yeah i get it and that's what i feel about surgery like obviously i've had my nose done yeah so i'm like i understand surgery and i think it's a though. personal thing
1: your nose is like stunning thank you it's like it's a really <laughs> dr. good dr
0: felida we love you oh my god don't shout out the doctor oh you
1: don't want everyone going
0: <laughs> i'm no i'm generous like that babe i'm generous I share the doctor.
1: i'm kind of a gatekeeper a little bit are you i'm a gatekeeper but i'm only a gatekeeper to people who i feel like don't deserve no
0: it. but oh, actually no way, i take that back because then it's like when i want to book him in for something else yeah. he might be fully booked
1: i mean like literally story of my damn life with my hair I tell everybody about my hairstylist Alexia More. everybody's booking him out for, the, get same well. for the same color Honestly. as well seriously but like the thing you were saying about the double-edged sword, yeah. it's the same thing I kind of feel like with, it's obviously not exactly the same, but obviously I have a unibrow. And most people have like unibrows and stuff. Like they also like leave their armpits and like their legs and stuff like that, like their mustaches and stuff like that. And you could probably tell I'm literally wiping my upper lips. As well. <laughs> I probably lipped on my freaking lip liner. No, you off look good. Time. You look good. But basically I always found it bizarre. Whenever like big pages or something would post me like dazed or something like that, I used to always find it like, the negativity I would get was, why are you featuring this girl who leaves her eyebrows but won't leave anything else on her body? And it's like, oh, baby. That's your preference. But you don't know my life either. Like, you don't know my like day to day. Babe, I'll only shave my legs if I feel like I wanna shave my legs. Me too, Like if out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't feel like the pressure, like every time I'm in the shower, I need to shave, I need to shave, I don't do that. But like, if I want to, I will. And I feel like they put me in a box where it's like they expect
0: your whole body to exactly. be hairy. Exactly,
1: and it's like I'm either have. I mean, I've seen like models who have no eyebrows and they leave their armpit hair, mm. and it's like, but how are they any different to me? Right. But I'm getting all of this criticism because because I'm representing like a what? Like my family is Greek Cypriot, and when I say I'm Greek, I have to really emphasize Cypriot because it's Middle Eastern country. It's a Middle Eastern country, and every single person in my family is so fucking hairy I, I literally had to shave my arms the other day because i was gonna get an arm tattoo and i didn't end up doing it but basically if you were to see the hair that is on my arm like you could probably feel my damn stubble no that's it's, smooth
0: man it's I actually shout you. out
1: to like that little Astrid race but to be fair like i find that people don't realize i'm a very hairy person i'm fortunate that i'm blonde and that's actually because of my dad who is from cyprus mm-hmm. and there's like different types of people in cyprus who are super blonde super like dark like almost like um, Turkish-looking and stuff like that, and I just don't look like that. It doesn't mean that I don't represent like a, maybe people out there who are still hairy and like there's whatever. But I always found it really bizarre how people were almost gatekeeping unibrows to like one group of people, and it's like it's just hair between your eyebrows. Like relax. Babe, if I freaking pluck my eyebrows tonight, bitch, they will be back in the morning before bitch. I wake
0: up. <laughs> like, let's. I'll go, I'll go to bed with a 12 o'clock shadow in between my eyebrows.
1: Seriously. I mean, honestly, I couldn't even get rid of it if but I wanted to. But that's
0: because, don't you think that's because society is telling them that these are the beauty standards exactly. that are acceptable? Just like, but. I think that's changing and you are changing that just like you know over the last five years you've seen there is like an influx of now men not being scared to wear makeup yeah like i went in to have um i went to a restaurant the other day for dinner and uh the waiter that served me had like a full beat and i was like yes babe yes like honestly it made my day because it's like it's normalized and you're normalizing it without even realizing it. you're normalizing it just by being yourself and that's amazing
1: people do always say to me though they're like um And this is obviously something that I do recognize. They say it's normalized for like a white cisgendered female, Mm -hmm. which I get. But I do always say to myself, I'm going to, you know, if if me utilizing this privilege in a way of being a white cisgendered female is even remotely normalizing it, even a little bit Mm -hmm. for the community that I do recognize is still there, then then for me, I'm happy. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it, for people who look exactly like me. I'm doing it for just anyone. Like if, even if like one person in Cyprus who looks like my cousins or something, because obviously my dad is like kind of like a rare person in like Cyprus, who's super fair and burns and stuff like that. He actually struggles with like skin cancer and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. of how fair he is. But like all of his brothers, they are like full like dark, like dark, dark, very dark hair, dark eyes, dark feature, very hairy. And so my cousins, very, hairy. very hairy. <laughs> and so my cousins are like that as well and like they and they're stunning I mean I know that like for me if I let my unibrow grow like it'll grow in like blonde and like or like light brown mm. but theirs will grow in jet black and I know that even if maybe one person who looks like one of my cousins or like one of my like friends or whatever feels more comfortable with that then for me Job done. I feel happy mm. but I'm also not doing it for anyone but me yeah. But like that's sort of but where you
0: live in your truth. Yeah. Helps other people realize that. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't want to disregard that. Like, you know what I mean? And also, I, w- I also do want to ask, though, do you feel like that constant pressure, though, to keep changing your look, to stay, re- like, not relevant, but like... No,
0: trendy? so this is the thing, because somebody else asked me the same question recently. And like, it's actually, I think I must have a personality complex or something. Yeah. I just personally get bored. Same. Like I can't you stick are a to one thing. Don't lie. Well, Don't from Gemini Rising, I told I mean, you that. Yeah, you are But I'm Gemini. literally, I can't stick to one thing. And it is the whole thing that it's like, I'll oh, have a hairstyle. Like I remember when I had a mullet, no one else had a mullet. Oh, and then mullet? all the East London kids, not saying that I made everyone get a mullet because everyone, they say that everyone has the same, no, what's it like 20,000 people have the same idea at the same time. No way. Something like that, yeah. Don't quote me on that statistic, but it's something like that. Yeah. So I know everyone has the same thoughts, but That's if I see more than one person with the same thing as me, I get bored and I'm like, I need to switch it up. Same. Or I'll go through or I old reference. Yeah, I'm like, why are we the same? <laughs> you bitch. Why are we the same? But, or, or it's like, I look at an old picture and I'm like, oh damn, I want blonde hair again. All right, well, let's move on to the final image. Okay. What is this moment?
1: Oh, this moment, oh my God, okay. Well, this moment was a this moment was a funny moment because this was the last,
0: where are you
1: moment this is at the can film festival this is your first camera of carpet, the right? premiere of i forgot the names, so i'm reading off the killers of the flower moon
0: killers of the flower moon they, And this is your first can ever my first because i remember can. the build-up to this and how nervous you were oh. but you look phenomenal like what are you wearing
1: i'm wearing philip pline which mm. is a funny full circle moment because the first time i ever met philip pline was when i was 17 i snuck into it because every every new york fashion week in september he throws a house party and it's like used to be as like a super exclusive party. I don't know if it still is because I've kind of not gone to New York Fashion Week in a hot minute. I feel like I avoid it now. But um, me and my friends, Teddy and Ryan, this is when the, back in the day when we used to like sneak into fashion parties and they used to lie to them and say, oh, I work Sorry, at... Sorry,
0: this phone Sup- is right up my arsehole. Oh my
1: God, same. <laughs> um, Go on, they man. used to lie to everyone and say, um, oh, I work at Supreme. Oh, I'm her Asian or whatever. And like, I just remember we used to sneak in again. Now, full circle, one of them works with Rick Owens. The other one is like on the... Team, head creative team of Supreme. Wow. But like, we used to lie and say that to get in places. Anyway, first time I met him was at his house party and he looked me up and down and he was like, and then I was like mortified because I was like, shit, I am never gonna like be accepted in fashion again. This is like, I mean, I <laughs> sorry, I not that laugh. I thought that Philip. I can that.
0: Was- I know if I can at a moment in time when you're not in it. I know. You think he's a superstar. Now you're exactly. in it. And you're like now oh. I'm in it, and
1: I'm like, oh god, is there any other option? <laughs> yeah. And so basically, the day before Can, I came to Can. Basically, me and Kyle for a little bit of backstory here. We. Kyle is like a world-round stylist, and I kind of mooch off of him for his styling advice sometimes.
0: I mean, you never listen, but... but he, I
1: never listen, <laughs> but I, I literally said to everyone, what do I do for Cam? what do I do for Cam?" Kyle says to me, babe, you need to go chic. You need to do something different that you don't, don't normally do. This is obviously, you know, little spoiler. This is not something that I don't normally do. This is pretty much not as chic as i like. I mean, it's long.
0: Like. It's long. But... And it's, your covers covered. It's giving
1: a bit more than what I wanted to. We were thinking like more of like a Tom Ford, YSL, yeah. Like,
0: like you know, old five. Hollywood. Five. Yeah,
1: exactly. But anyway, I came with all these options. I had like Zonda Rhodes. I had like Archive, Galeana. Which
0: were like, gorgeous, but not it.
1: They were just not it. And I went to Cannes with all of these options. With I was like, this is just what I'm going to have to wear. Because I have nothing else. Thankfully, I mean, I don't know if I should even shout out but I should anyway, I guess. Purple PR had their own little suite there. And I went in and I just saw this dress and I fell in love with it. So it's sparkly. Yeah, yeah, obviously, because I'm like, basically like a, a whore for a little bit of a crystal. And um, I tried it on, they didn't even tell me what the designer was. And I was like, I literally need to wear this. And Ben was like, amore, you know, this is Philippe Lein Couture, you'll be the first one to wear it. And I was like, do I wear this or do I not? But I just could not stop thinking about this dress. And also someone told me at Cannes, if no one on the carpet photographers know who you are, you won't get shot. No, of course, they just blank you. Exactly. Oh, oh, was I panicking. I was like, well, bitch, if I go basic, no one's gonna know who the hell I am.
0: But can I just say, I just love what you just said, because that's so my ethos. You didn't care about who the dress was by. Mm-hmm. You fell in love with the dress. It's true. And I feel like nowadays, so many people look so shit on the carpet. It's
1: so true. Because
0: they care what about, about more about the name. They're like, oh, I'm wearing Gucci, Careless. and you look like a fucking Christmas bird. And
1: you look like shit.
0: Yeah, honey. So I, I think I love I love the fact that you babe, didn't care.
1: I I think that's why we love vintage so much. Mm. It's like it doesn't have to be vintage designer, but if it's something that is just fucking it, like I think that. That is enough. And like I wore this dress and I like I mean, fast forward, they all knew who I was, thankfully. And the dress had a little moment and everything like that. And then I was leaving and I was in this little tunnel rolled like the big celebs leave out of because I was waiting for my car. And Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio walked by. Robert De Niro had this really like pissed off look on his face oh. the whole time. Like even on the carpet, he just looked miserable but I think that's his like vibe, you know? Mm. And he turns, literally, I was just stood there like this, and I was like, oh my God. And then he turns to me like this, he goes, that's a great dress, that's a really great dress, I really like that dress. And I was like, I said to him, I I was like, I really like that movie. Thank you very much, I'm really (laughs) glad you did. And Leonardo DiCaprio was right behind him, like massaging his shoulders as he was walking, because I think he felt a bit awkward. And then Leonardo DiCaprio turns to me and goes, He's right, that is a great dress, it really suits you. Oh, thanks, Leo. And I was like, not Leo. Did you
0: watch the movie? I,
1: I did. I had oh, to stay well for the whole thing. But it was a really good movie. I actually do recommend it, ten out of ten. It was like a bit scary. I do love a horror film,
0: but also I love like horror it was film. cute. Sophia you've been bloody amazing today thank oh, you so much
1: babe, honestly it's been such a pleasure I mean I'm not as nervous as I was at the start good I don't
0: understand why you're not like literally I talk to you nearly every day I don't it's know why because you're, you're my
1: best friend this means so much to me I'm like so fucking happy that you are ha- you have a podcast oh, where you actually you. get to bring like the cool people
0: around right you yeah. this is it fucking love you me. have been amazing today Thanks, thank man. you so much for coming on I really appreciate you I love you I love everything you do and just I love the fact that you exist I love you shout out to Maritza for giving <sighs> birthday. To you. But I have one question Please. for you. Tell me. Sophia had your Patelli. Tell me. Who are you dressing for?
1: I'm dressing for 16 year old Sophia, who despite everything was still just dressing for herself. So I feel like I'm still dressing for me, but I'm dressing for me. I had to go through it so I could dress like I do now. Whoop whoop. Period.
0: I love you, Angel. I love Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank
1: Also, newsflash, we did make out, so
0: mwah. We didn't even talk about that. We did make out. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)